This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. It's the most wonderful time of the year if you're a shareholder of a publicly listed company. And that's because it's reporting season where businesses, huge and not so huge, publicly disclose the details of their financial performance following the end of the financial year. And they also outline their plans for the future. As I said, it's called reporting season and it's a big generator of business news stories in August. So in this Squish Shortcut, we'll get you across what it's all about and why it matters. Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, I've wanted to do this shortcut for ages because it's important but pretty inaccessible unless you have someone to explain it to you. Yeah, for sure. And it wasn't until I worked for a big publicly listed company that I realised just how big reporting season was and what it actually meant. Uh, You and I, Kate, are news junkies, but I don't think either of us are really dedicated readers of the business pages. Well, we certainly weren't. We're increasingly so, but that is probably fair to say. Yeah, and look, unless you work in a related field or you're an engaged investor who's tracking the ins and outs of company moves, it's probably not something that you've spent a lot of time thinking about. Yeah, so we'll start by setting the scene. When you say listed companies, Claire, what you're talking about is businesses that are on the Australian Stock Exchange or more commonly known as the ASX. Or another stock exchange, there are plenty around the world. Being on an exchange makes you a public company, uh, which means that anyone can buy shares in that business on the exchange. And that's different to a private company, which has a different ownership structure. It's a much more closed arrangement. So the Squeeze Claire is a private company, for example. We're not quite big enough to be publicly listed. <laughs> yeah, not quite big enough to be on the ASX. Um, you generally list a business on the stock exchange to raise funds, a lot of funds, mm. uh, and so that those who own the business can cash in as well, amongst many other reasons for going public. Of course, private companies still have reporting requirements. That's regulated by the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, known as ASIC. But public companies have more disclosure and reporting obligations to their shareholders about what's going on. They have a legal right to know what's happening inside a company so they can make informed decisions about where they put their money. Yeah, there are very strict rules about this from ASIC and also from the Stock Exchange. And remember, the guiding rule about markets is that they work on confidence. So if you're Mm. a listed company and you fall down on that side of things, it can be absolutely catastrophic for the business. Yeah, transparency is important to foster confidence. That's what those in the know say. And that's before we even get to the substance of a business's financial performance and strategy. Let's get into that next. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. 
Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure, as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. Claire, August is reporting season. It's when companies listed on the ASX report their end of financial year results. Most Aussie companies work on a financial year calendar that goes from July to June. Tell me, why does it take a couple of months to report what's happened? It's because it takes a few weeks for the dust to settle and the numbers to be checked. Uh, you'd think that it could be done almost in real time, but many of the companies we're talking about are very big and complex machines. Some of them have international operations, for example. Uh, it just takes a bit of time for the full picture to be formed with absolute accuracy that's required by those regulators. Yeah, I think they might get around it quite quickly, actually, when I think about it, given <laughs> all the ins and outs of this. Of mm. course, what that means is that August is really a wash with these announcements across the news cycle. You'll see a lot of talk about companies' results. We mentioned that Australia's financial year starts on the 1st of July. It ends on the 30th of June. Fun fact, Claire, Westpac, ANZ and the National Australia Bank all have a 30 September year end and report their results in October and November. Isn't that a fun fact? Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, Combank, though, is in line with the Australian financial year calendar. Um, Combank, of course, was a business that was owned by the government mm. once upon a time, so it picked up the Aussie calendar for reporting. The others work on a United States fiscal calendar, and that reflects their international investor base. Um, they're also allowed to do that, even though they're listed on the ASX. They just have to be really clear about what they call the reportable period. Period. Talk about throwing a spanner in the works. I'm all confused now because we did say that most companies follow the July to June calendar. So let's go with that. It's not the only time our companies report. They also have an earnings update at the half year in February. And some companies also have trading updates after the quarter. I guess it's important to explain the difference. Yeah, so those trading updates are really great for investors in like retail companies or mining companies, for example. Anything really where their performance is influenced by a market. Mm. Uh, a trading update is essential to update investors about their sales and also remember this thing about making sure that investors have the information that they need to make decisions about their investments. The difference between a trading update and an earnings announcement is that the reporting season is all about earnings. It's about what sort of profit you made. Yeah, so Q headlines about some companies making big profits, some not so much, and of course that's reporting a loss. To get to that financial result, the company has to disclose a lot of financial information. 
Yeah, exactly. They have to disclose their revenue, their costs, their own investments, also mm. their tax arrangements, the remuneration of their staff, particularly their key staff like their CEO. Uh, all of those things and more go into giving investors a full picture about the year or the half year if you're talking about that February update. Yeah, now I can see where those business stories are coming from. Of course, there's always lots about what CEOs are earning at this time of the year mm. and there's a whole lot of explaining to do as well. Yeah, so I'll use Woolies as an example because that's what I know. I used to head up corporate communications for Woolies a long time ago. Uh, It was my name and number on the bottom of those announcements for the media to call if they needed something explained or if they wanted to talk to the executives about why the results were the way they were. Of course, Claire, you're not going to give away any secrets because there are none. (laughs) No, very transparent with investors and uh, also ASIC would put me in jail if I Mm -hmm. did disclose any secrets that influence their share price. But a good example is a promotion that's on now. So if you shop at Woolies at the moment, uh, you would have seen that they have a Disney card giveaway. Um, Spend $30, you get a card pack. And if you collect the lot, you can fill out a whole album. You're going to have to join the dots on what this means for reporting season. I'm sure you will. Coles has a similar promotion for DC superhero builders. Yeah, exactly. So I remember the first time Woolies did that promotion back in 2014. It was really huge. Kids went absolutely nuts for it. Parents were at the cash registers begging for cards to complete their sets. It was a really big deal in the stores at the time. Join the dots for me. Okay. So come (laughs) reporting time, everyone really wanted to know whether that event had been successful. Did it lift Mm. sales? What sort of effect did it have ongoing? Did it bring people into the stores and did they stay shopping at Woolworths? And remember these results, you have to tell that story and you have to be honest about it because you have a legal obligation to tell the truth to the market. So you can't just get caught in the marketing spin. Yeah. So that's that's a little example. It's just one little example, but I can see what you're saying. It's an opportunity to talk about the strategy, but also be honest about success and failure. So for a mining company, that might be about the development of new mines or a software company about new products and their uptake. Exactly right. Commercial property about their tenancy rates and Mm. the list goes on and on. But long story short, it's a very rich vein of information. Yeah, business reporters picnic, that's for sure. The company event I reckon most squizzers would have heard of is the annual general meeting, the AGM. It's a different beast altogether, but happens around this time as well. Yeah, it does a little bit later in the year. Essentially, it's a shareholder meeting fronted by the board and the executives of the company and shareholders use the information that they get from these earning results from reporting season um, to grill them about their decisions and their performance and if things aren't going well, whether they're the right people to run the business ongoing. So AGM season really kicks off in earnest in November. Should we do an AGM season update at that time? Or I think we've got it covered. I feel like we've got it covered. We might be pushing our luck, I think. We might be. So this is public information. Where do we find it all? I guess that's a good question. Yeah, so the companies submit that information in writing to the ASX and to ASIC. It's also on their company websites. And if you're an investor, chances are you've got that sort of information in the mail or via email. 
I would say jump in and have a look, but that's a lot of reading, Claire. (laughs) Yeah, and that's fair enough. But I would say this, if you've got superannuation, you have a financial interest in the health of Australia's Mm. listed companies, particularly many of the big ones. The super funds are some of the biggest investors in the Aussie stock market. So while you might not have those shares in your name, you do benefit or you pay for uh, the ups and downs of the stock market. Yeah, so it does affect us all and whatever happens, of course, we'll keep you updated on the big business news of the day via the Squiz Today podcast, as always. That's your shortcut to reporting season. On to our recommendations. Claire, it's not a season without a calendar of events. So I've got a link to the dates of when Australia's companies will deliver their results this reporting season, particularly good if you're interested in certain ones. It covers 120 of the most notable announcements. And Kate, I reckon many squizzers would have heard of Alan Kohler. He's an excellent business journalist who particularly excels at making markets easier to understand. Mm. Uh, He has a son, Chris Kohler, and he's on Channel 9 and he's pretty awesome too, Um, particularly the work that he's doing to make markets accessible to younger audiences. So I've got links to those two gentlemen's social media accounts. Yeah, there's also lots of media companies that we're friends with, Claire, that do great reporting around this time. A shout out to Ausbiz one in particular, and also our friends at Equity Mates. I'm sure they'll be doing some reporting season content as well. Thanks for listening into this episode of Squeeze Shortcuts. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. Leave us a review as well. And if you have a request for a shortcut, you can always send them through to hello at thesqueeze.com.au. We'll be back next week. Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista. Tell your hairdresser. Whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.